0: Welcome to the Metric Stack Podcast. Your hosts, Alan Villa and Lauren Thibodeau, will talk to founders, leaders, marketers, and more to uncover how they succeed with data. Whether you're struggling with data, reluctant to take the leap, or maybe you're a seasoned expert with years of experience, you'll hear stories from people like you who have used data to grow and scale their business. Mike Grouchy is the CEO of PageCloud, a cloud-based drag-and-drop website and e-commerce store builder for entrepreneurs and creators. Glad that you could join us on the show today. Thank you both for having me. I mean, this is, this is great.
1: You've had a really interesting career path. You started off as a developer, ran engineering product, and now you're running the company as the CEO. So, you know, love to hear just a little bit about how the metrics that you've focused on have sort of changed throughout your career. As your roles have changed, how has your focus on key performance metrics changed over that time?
2: It's kind of funny in that, I have like this kind of very strong personal belief that if you want to get really good at anything, you have to measure it, right? If you want, to, you want to succeed, you have to measure it. There's no exceptions to this rule. And when I say there's no exceptions, you know, pizza or barbecue, over the last year, this is kind of what I've been doing. I take the pizza, I track every time I make pizza, how the dough is made, where the sauce is coming from, what's going in the dough, how much hydration, what's the method the pizza is made and take pictures of the pizza, give my impressions of how I thought the pizza was after it's done. I mean, I really think that if you want to improve at any task, you have to actually track it. Early on, like as a developer, I mean, it's pretty easy. Like even, you know, years ago when I just like first started my career, it's one of those things where if you want to get good and you want to make leaps as a developer, it's all about basically putting in the work, keeping track of the work you're doing, and then, you know, building on that with deliberate practice. As you work at a company, there's there's lots of things as you know developer that you you would care about. You know, you care about maybe your own personal velocity. You might care about things that may be like questionable, like you might care, especially when you get started, you know, how many lines of code you're producing, how distracted you are, all those things. For me, early on in my career, the big thing I focused on was focus time. Right. So, you know, and to this day, I still track almost every second I'm at a computer or off a computer all day, every day. It's kind of one of those things where I can look back at the end of a week, month, quarter and say, okay, I spent too much time on Reddit. I, you know, I did, you know, 30% more calls last quarter than uh, the quarter before. Those things are really important when you're trying to optimize how you, you know, how you perform. And you think when you're a developer and you get started, it's very much a individual, you're recording your metrics individually. It's like, what's my cadence? What's my contribution? How am I doing? When you transition from an individual contributor to uh, a leadership role, the metrics that you look at become like a little bit more holistic. It's not you're less focused on the me and you're more focused on, you know, the team
0: or the company as a whole. Was that as natural? I mean, you actually strike me as like the prototypical data measurement guru. You seem to be measuring everything. Uh, you know, the question is, as you went sort of from measuring things that mattered in your personal life to more of a leadership role and now CEO of PageCloud, you know, how did that change? Tell us a little bit about that.
2: I think it's going to be for anybody who's transitioning from that kind of individual contributor to the more leadership roles, it's, it's going to be difficult. I mean, a big part of this is uh, what metrics matter. And I mean, that's a question you have to ask yourself all the time. What's what's important? What are the things that, you know, matter to actually getting the job done? So, you know, it's kind of one of these things where when I'll give you a really great example of this. When we started, um, or at least when I kind of started in like a bit of a more management role, we were doing scrum and we were spending a lot of time and effort, you know, scoring things, measuring, you know, velocity against story points. And, you know, there's really a ton of time spent on that practice. And at the time, you know, you look at it and you say, okay, these things are important. I mean, this is how people you know, do this. This is how it works. This is how people approach agile. You know, you step back and you look at the result and you say, well, maybe these things that we thought were important are not important. Now, Often what we think about is we think about like, how are we doing as a whole? Are we achieving these set milestones and less focused on story points and these things and more focused on cadence and discovery and uh, completion,
0: right? Like there's a, you know, it's a bit fuzzier, but you know, you get more done. So how do you go about asking those questions? Because you strike me as a naturally curious person, you know, obviously you can't measure everything. How do you determine what's important and what's worth measuring and, and what's not?
2: You look at the metrics that you, know, you think are indicative of the overall performance of the company, and then you, you look at yourself and you say, okay, what actually moves those metrics? Right. So I've got, you know, MRR or churn or, you know, any of those things that, you know, net revenue retention. I'm looking at those those things individually. I say, how can I move those things? Because measuring those is great, but it's almost like you can't do anything with those with those numbers. You could say, I want MRR to go up. But really what you want to do is you want to kind of step back and say, okay, what are the things that I can do that affect, say, MRR or churn? What do I have to measure? You know, what are the milestones that, you know, that I can What are the metrics that when I move those metrics, they have a like a correlated, a causal effect on MRR or what is the, the pair of metrics that when I interact with those, let's say customer retention, when I turn up retention. So I figure out ways to get users more engaged in the app, churn goes down. So the discovery process is like, what do you want to affect? And then and then what data do we collect about our users? And what do we see in that data? You know, when we examine it, that informs these larger metrics. And I think that's really the key to like figuring out like what's going on and how you discover, how do I, how do I, you know, kind of move things in the right direction? And there's no easy answers here.
1: Absolutely. Love what you're saying about that discovery process. And you, you called out some really important metrics for SaaS Uh, MRR churn, net revenue retention, like based on where you're at right now as a company where PageCloud is at, what are the top two or three things you're focused on as a CEO today? The top couple of metrics, Mike, and and why?
2: Right now, there's kind of two levels of metrics. So at a top level, we obviously care about MRR, AR churn, net revenue churn, LTV. We care about all of those things, right? Uh, CAC to LTV. Those are all really important. And then, but when you take a step back, we also, what drives the business forward? So we think about trial to paid conversion. Obviously, that's really important. But on top of that, we've got some underlying metrics that drive success there. We think a lot about time to publish a website. You know, we're a website builder. How long does it take somebody to be successful? We think about customer retention. How frequently are they coming back and using the app? Have we provided them with tools that keep them engaged and also help them grow their business. And then I guess last would be like are they collaborating with their colleagues or friends or other people? Is pagecloud, you know, is the company
0: better when you add more people like to that process? So, so this is great because I actually think this is the stuff that really matters. Because at the end of the day, the the measurements and the metrics are really results uh, of the things that really matter. So, you know, as you're measuring these leading indicators, that eventually they they turn into revenue and growth, and eventually that turns into profits. All of those things matter from a cultural point of view. So, if you're on your way to to work, and let let's say you know something dreadful happens and you get abducted by aliens. You know, how does the PageCloud culture continue? Are these things inherent to every single employee? Are they sort of living and breathing this stuff as they're going about making decisions?
2: So I actually think this is kind of a funny question. Somebody very smart, I'm not going to say who gave me this advice, like, you know, essentially at PageCloud, I work with a bunch of very, very smart, curious, driven people. They're like the best colleagues you could ever imagine. They were working together for a long time and they're not afraid to speak up if something's not going right. And so when I kind of transitioned to the role of the CEO, one of the things that I did was I made sure that everybody both understood and had access to kind of all the metrics, like health metrics of the company. On top of that, and it's funny, it's to the point now where I can't even, we can't do anything without having this discussion we want to move forward on something. What is the hypothesis? Like, what are we trying to accomplish? What are the underlying metrics that we're going to track that will tell us whether we've been successful? And then what impact does that have on the rest of the metric? So this is like everything we started the company starts with those questions being asked. And if we start something, if I say, hey guys, I think we should do this thing. They'll say, so what's your hypothesis? And and I'll say, oh yeah, I should probably come prepared with that, right? So we could have a real conversation.
0: This sort of takes me back to university science class. You know, so you've got a hypothesis, got, you know, expected uh, results, and the formula is all about what is the process, what is the experiment going to teach you, and what are you going to learn from it? So I think that curiosity is, is super important. But I, th- I think the other thing that's important is that you've got a culture that is open and safe, and everybody, no matter, you know, what their station is allowed to question things. Well, we try, at least from
2: my perspective, and I think the team, there's no ego around any of this, right? So the culture is very egoless. And the idea is that if we have a bunch of people who are, like I said, very smart, very driven, and who are capable of making great decisions, you need to give them the information so that they can independently or together make great decisions.
0: So I, I know that I have been, but uh, you know, have you ever been in a, a situation where ill-advised, you just say, hey, this is the number, this is the metric that we're trying to hit. But you sort of forget to actually explain why.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the discovery has to be something that you do together. And that's how these things survive, not only survive you, but it's also because I mean, we don't want to talk about me getting hit by a bus on the way to work. But this is how like you grow as a team, right? It's i can't make every decision we have people at the company like other leaders can't make every decision individuals had to say hey we're doing this thing we believe it's going to work like this we think it's important to track you know these metrics and we think these have a strong correlation to users behaving like this what do you think about that Is, is does that make sense for us to approach it that way are we building the right feature to track against you know this behavior that we want to elicit those are the questions that people will ask internally That leads to just good execution, building great product. And obviously our goal is to build something that our users basically want to interact with, want to love. Uh, We want them to love it and we want them to eventually pay us money so they can continue using it. I mean, those are the just from an underlying metrics point of view, that's got to be the approach.
1: I love that. And let's let's bring that in because you're using this discovery culture and you've got a culture of focusing on a hypothesis and key metrics At the end of the day, you're about growth and you want to beat the competition. And you set out a big pledge to beat some heavy hitters in this space. So what kind of data are you using specifically if we layer in the competition to measure your progress there? What would you say about that?
2: Every one of those companies that we think are are competition are behemoths, right? I think like as an example, who hasn't heard of WordPress, Squarespace, Wix, Webflow, etc., Big companies, big resources, been around a long time. The way we measure our success is not in the diminishing of these companies. For us, the single, like there's only one metric we track to see how we're doing against our, our competitors. And that is when you show up at PageCloud and you kind of fill out our onboarding and we and you go through the process. One of the questions is like, have you come from another website tool? And the answer overwhelmingly is yes. So there's something that users are
0: finding in PageCloud that is not in these other tools. So that one's actually really interesting. I, I actually haven't heard of that one as a metric. Um, so let's just break it down. Is this per- the percentage of people who are coming in, you know, starting with PageCloud, who come from a different tool?
2: Basically, if you signed up for PageCloud and you come through, what we're trying to focus on is, okay, when we're talking about this specific thing, do you have a familiarity with other website development tools? Then we can follow up and say, you know, you've come from this other tool. You know, why did you leave them? If you were on Squarespace and you said to yourself, I want to change the design in this way and it's impossible for you to do. And then you come to PageCloud and you build something that you are happy with, that you believe is like equivalent to the website you've built in Squarespace but then you can kind of do whatever you want. Those people are extremely satisfied, right? It's like, I couldn't do something and now you've unlocked that for me. Those users stay around longer. They're happier. They evangelize the product more. It's helpful for us to know. So we, we try to pair, you know, these indicators with some qualitative understanding.
0: Yeah. So I, I like that one, Mike. And, you know, I haven't heard of that one. I mean, most people, when they segment they segment by country or channel or or type of advertisement. But here you've got a group that has already tried a tool and somehow they're blocked. So you want to understand how does that group, how does that cohort differ from folks that are starting fresh?
2: For us, it's really not even about learning That high-level metric is not as important as the understanding of, okay, why? And yeah, we understand that a lot of this can be anecdotal, right? Like, it's like, I've come from here. That has a nice, strong, quantitative number to it. And then how do I operationalize this, not anecdotal, but qualitative data?
0: For sure. I mean, I can see this being used in all sorts of different ways, you know, to sort of adjust your product roadmap, your marketing roadmap, you know, how your branding is being associated.
1: Let's shift gears a little bit and talk about fundraising and metrics around that. When you were fundraising for your Series A, what was the short list of metrics that you were most focused on, that your investors were most focused on, and which ones drove you nuts and made you roll your eyes? Like, oh my gosh, don't even talk to me about this.
2: We've got a kind of a little bit of a unique story around this. We came out of the gate fundraising for basically both our seed and Series A in quick succession. But right after, so right before... Forward right after a launch at TechCrunch Disrupt, so we were finalists at TechCrunch Disrupt, and during that time, we were doing what you basically our own Kickstarter type thing. So our metrics at the time were really focused on CAC to LTV, so how much does it take you to acquire somebody to this Kickstarter campaign, and what does that amount to in terms of MRR, ARR, and all those things, and the speed in which you we were adding people. At that point, you know, 2016, you know, not the Wild West, but certainly different than today. Those numbers were, let's say, extreme enough that that process, while not easy, was certainly easier to raise on just those, like those
0: numbers. So there wasn't really anything that kind of came out that they were like. I think your early success really helped you in that regards because you know, PageCloud had lots and lots of data that most seed stage companies really only dream about. And, and I think that really helped sort of set up the, the data culture and what you could do and what you could prove out as you guys progressed.
2: So you go from you, you were selling the vision and you were successful in selling the vision to immediately turning around and having a lot of high visibility, high quality metrics that you could lean on and say, look, we had the vision. It's come to fruition. Let's keep it going. Very, very different than when I think today, like if we were to go fundraising today, what would we focus on? It's going to be MRR, ARR, speed of growth, the amount of ARR you have, and then of course the other positive indicators like low churn, high net retention. Basically, and the quality of each one of these metrics is going to determine how easy it's going to be to raise money and then who you can raise that money from.
0: Okay, so to Lauren's question, you know, are there, in your opinion, any metrics that are completely useless, but the investors ask for them anyhow?
2: I mean, I think one of the things that, you know, we heard, at least at the time, you probably wouldn't get asked this too much today. As somebody for, we were not selling, we didn't have a free product at the time. How do you make it more viral? You know, what is the virality of this? And how does that, you know what I mean? Which at the time it's like, well, it's different, right? Like it, it's not the same thing. We're not, it's not Facebook. That's something we, you know, definitely have been asked. And, you know, something that I've definitely thought about and kind of been like, I don't know why you're asking me this question. I mean, I do understand why that would be great. And, you know, these are important, but not really related to, kind of what we're trying to accomplish here. You're
1: just sharing all these great gems, Mike. This is gold. I love it. And if you were kind of going to sum up as a really fast growing startup and you're succeeding and you're learning from data, what does succeed with data? That's what Clipfolio is all about, right? What does succeed with data really mean to you?
2: You know, it's funny because I would go as far as to say that it is actually impossible to succeed without data. It, It is not possible. Data and specifically understanding of the core metrics that drive your business. And really, as we talked about before, The core metrics that underlie all these kind of top level metrics are probably one of the most important things you can do as like a company and as a team trying to solve a problem together is understanding, you know, these metrics. It's funny, uh, you know, I kind of would put this in the advice column, but also something that I think about. If you've ever been to the dentist, what does your dentist say to you? My dentist says to me, only floss the teeth you want to keep, right? This is exactly how succeeding with data goes, right? Only measure the metrics you want to grow. I mean that's this is literally this is it, right? If you don't measure it, it might as well not exist. But this discovery process has to happen. It has to be continual and it has to be something that culturally as a company you're you're focused on. So I think, you know, succeeding with data is one of those things where it's so important. It is one of the only ways to succeed at, you know, these businesses that are becoming more and more complicated. The success metrics become more and more not convoluted, but certainly sophisticated as time passes. I'll use Wix as an example. 15 years ago, they're competing with nobody. Now they're competing with maybe 30 website builders. The metrics are focused on now versus then. It's different. We've learned all the use of metrics has gotten more sophisticated over time. So you can't succeed without truly understanding your business, being honest with yourself, as we talked about, about you know, where your business is having success and where you're not having success. And then you are not having success actually kind of measuring, understanding and kind of, you know, attacking the problems that are surfaced by those metrics.
0: This is really phenomenal. Uh, and, you know, what a way to end this. So Listen up, folks, measure what matters, stay curious, you know, never underestimate the power of why, and of course, floss your teeth. So Mike, thank you so much. Uh, Mike is CEO of PageCloud. We're joined here in Ottawa. Thanks again, Mike.
1: It's been
2: an absolute pleasure. Thank you both for uh, having me.
1: Thanks so much. If you enjoyed today's conversation about metrics and data, be sure to check out Metric HQ, our online resource for the metrics that matter most to you and your business.